Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is March 9th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top stories, FBI leak hundreds of secret messages apparently deleted in a January 6th trial. Next, Americans kidnapped in Mexico. Were these really tourists or was this a drug deal gone bad? And finally, NBA legend Sean Kemp arrested after a shooting in Tacoma, Washington. All this and more head Human Events Daily. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. course of my 12 plus years, the FBI's trajectory has transformed. On Bureau, the, papers, the Bureau's mission had remained the same, but its priorities and governing principles shifted dramatically. The FBI became politically weaponized, starting from the top in Washington and trickling down to the field offices. Although FBI employees have their First Amendment rights, they are not at the liberty to allow their personal political views or preferences to determine their course of action or inaction in any investigation. Lady Justice must remain blind. Those that do not uphold these responsibilities cause a negative ripple effect throughout the agency in the field. It's as if there became two FBI's. Americans see this and it is destroying the Bureau's credibility, causing Americans to lose faith in the agency and therefore the hardworking and highly ethical agents who still do the heavy lifting and pursue noble cases. It makes it very difficult for agents to do their job when the FBI loses the respect of the American people. So you just saw that FBI whistleblower come forward and amazing testimony, but it's also something that we've known, I think, for a long time. We've known that our institutions have been infiltrated, they've been corrupted, they've been subverted. But what we just saw today in the January 6th trial going on, Washington, D.C. right now, Everyone's talking, even Politico has it up. And I'll pull this from Politico, Kyle Cheney. The prosecutors say the production of materials to defense attorneys two nights ago may have involved, quote, a spill of classified information. Oh, interesting. So they gave information to the defense that suddenly may have involved classified info. You know, every time they use the old it's classified excuse you know that something just came out that is very damaging to the overall narrative. The jury was just sent home. Now, this is the case of Dominic Pozzola. Dominic Pozzola was a crowd boy, and he's on trial, potentially, allegedly, for seditious conspiracy. So let's read through what happened here. In the afternoon session of trial on March 8th, it was revealed that the FBI had been monitoring privileged communications of co-defendant Rell and his attorney. Okay, cool. The FBI was just monitoring communications between a defendant and his attorney. That's, you know, totally normal, attorney-client privilege and all that. Yeah, of course the government's just going to spy on you. These revelations came out as co-defendant Nordian's counsel Nick Cross cross-examined FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller. Smith revealed that a—I love this part. A secret hidden tab 
in an FBI spreadsheet apparently showed some of Agent Miller's emails in which the FBI agent admitted fabricating evidence and following orders to destroy hundreds of items of evidence. That's a huge allegation. Incredible allegation. That's something that in any normal country would get a case thrown out. But of course, we don't have that. We have a banana republic. So let's go forward. What were, what, what were these emails that the FBI is now, clo- now claiming are totally classified? Here are the emails. 338 items of evidence were ordered to be destroyed. And they've got K.A. McLeod emails and Miller. So that's Nicole Miller stating, quote, also, my boss assigned me 338 items of evidence I have to destroy. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say something here that if you work at the FBI or just just anywhere in, in life and you're ordered to destroy evidence and you decide to do it, the first thing and the last thing that you want to do is to go and write an email to someone telling them, especially electronically where there's going to be a record on government computers, that you went and destroyed evidence, any evidence, not just one, let alone 338 items, as we've seen here. That's just just not a good idea. You just want the evidence to go away. You don't want it to come back up again. You want it to go away like we want Hillary Clinton to go away. It's just gone. It's just gone. I'll tell you something. When Hillary Clinton needs something gone, it definitely goes away. But here's the next line. You need to go into that CHS report you just put out and edit that I was present. Oh, <laughs> marvelous. Just edit that I was present. So just, just go ahead and edit who was actually in the meeting because, of course, we couldn't handle that out. And now I want to tie that to Politico. This is incredible. By the way, the guy, uh, Pozzola, is, is apparently smashed a window, smashed a Senate window. Okay, so he broke a window. Got it. Broke a window. Doesn't sound very seditious to me. I'm not, I'm not sure if the U.S. Capitol, the U.S. government will be able to survive one broken window, but according to the DOJ, they're not going to be able to here. But this is interesting. The message was sent to Miller by another agent. This is key. So this is that agent I was telling for K.A. McLeod in the emails. You don't have the full name, but K.A. McLeod who works on covert activity and described a supervisor's order to destroy 338 items of evidence. Now, we don't have the full email here, but I think we can make the logical inference that if this agent was describing an order to destroy evidence, asking to be taken out of a meeting, of a report that says they were a member of a meeting, and is involved with covert activity just seems to me like the FBI has some explaining to do. 
Now, the dollar just hit a seven-month low, and we all saw what happened with the crypto market last year. Why would you want to trust your hard-earned savings with unstable governments printing more money while the brink of default? Take my advice. Protect your financial future with something real. Gold and silver from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. Since the beginning of time, there's only one universal currency that is always of value, and that's gold. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You can invest with confidence because of the quality and service of Allegiance Gold. You get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithposo.com today. We may not be able to control the policies of the Biden administration, but we can prepare for the consequences. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithposo.com. Jorge Ventura is in Matamoros, Mexico, where they were taken by the cartel. Uh, it's such a sad story. And for the two who were killed, could their families get some more closure today? So we are expecting those bodies to possibly return back to the U.S. today or in the next coming days. We are actually just outside the morgue where those bodies uh, are still being held. We'll have that update as soon as we get it. Now, there's still surrounding questions on why those Americans were in Matamoros. One of the survivors, Eric Williams, does have a criminal history of distribution of cocaine. Matamoros is a key hub for the trafficking of cocaine. We're still seeing a heavy presence here. As you guys can see right behind me, we still have uh, Mexican National Guard. Now, yesterday while we were here, now take a look at this video. We actually captured two Mexican males uh, being brought in for questioning. We saw a large, uh, heavy police presence bringing those men into this building right behind me. We're gonna wait to confirm to see if those men are connected to that kidnapping case. If they are, we'll have the latest updates. And also, if those bodies are transferred today, we will have that latest update as well. Back to you. Jorge, can you just repeat what you said at the very beginning of your report? You mentioned one of the people from South Carolina and cocaine. Can you just clarify that for me one more time? Yeah, so Eric Williams is one of the survivors. Eric Williams does have a criminal history of, of distribution of cocaine. And the reason why there might be a connection here is Matamoros is actually a cocaine hub for trafficking for the golf cartel. So there might be a possible connection there. We're still waiting to get more, more answers on that. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty uh, important to know here. It is important to know. As soon as you said it, I said, wait, say that again. Repeat that. So you remember this story that's been running around all week and people may have been asking like, Poso, why didn't you, why haven't you talked about this? Why haven't you commented on this story about the Americans who were kidnapped down in Mexico? A couple of them got killed, uh, very unfortunately, obviously, and, and some of them escaped, et cetera. I'll tell you why I haven't commented on yet, because we've been talking about this internally here. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. That story doesn't make any sense. None of that makes any sense. There were all these people, five or six of them, who decided to drive from South Carolina to Mexico for a tummy tuck, a tummy tuck, and then drive all the way back. And they said that all of these guys who went down with Latavia McGee were just going to split the driving. They're going to split the driving. Now, some of them stayed in the U.S. And when they stayed in the U.S., they weren't part of the, the four that went down and were later kidnapped. Two of them were killed. I said, guys, that doesn't make any sense to me. 
And the left was making this whole thing about, oh, it's healthcare, oh, it's healthcare. That's why you have to go down for a tummy tuck. I said, I, I, first of all, the tummy tuck is elective surgery anyway, but I didn't buy it. I don't buy it now. Were those really tourists or was this a drug deal gone wrong? Let's be serious right here. And then suddenly, and we were having this discussion internally at the show. And then suddenly I see a new headline this morning. And of course, News Nation just had it there that apparently the individuals involved in this, in this have lengthy rap sheets for being drug dealers. One of which, look at this. American man killed in Mexico border kidnap was jailed in 2015 for, quote, drugs manufacturer, while the other three all have lengthy rap sheets. Oh, really? They all have lengthy rap sheets. Who could have predicted this? If only there were some clues. Williams, Shahid Williams, was previously busted for distributing crack near a school and was also, and McGee herself, has been slapped with unlawful conduct towards a child when her daughter tested positive for illegal amphetamines. Woodward was charged with, quote, the manufacturing possession of drugs and pleaded guilty. Brown had been charged with possession of marijuana and hashish. The four were found in a rundown stash house near a place known as La Laguna in the town of El Tecolate, about six and a half hours from where they were taken. And so you, you look at all this, Distributing crack near a school, unlawful conduct towards a child just a couple of years ago, eight years old, multiple, multiple counts. What else? What else? You, you, you look at this situation, you look at this situation. Yeah. And more, more crack distribution. And you know that this town Matamoros is known for what it's known for being a cocaine hub. So I'm sorry. Okay. I obviously have focused on border issues and immigration issues for a long, long time. Completely agree with the policy out there that we need to take serious action against the cartels. But at the same time, we got to tell the truth and we have to be on the side that is using honesty. And so if we are going to do that, then let's look at this. This case made no sense whatsoever. This wasn't some fun tourist trip. I don't think so. I personally don't think so at all. I think, I think more obviously that what they were doing is that she was running down and using the tummy tuck as the cover because they were going down to sell drugs with the intent to traffic up North, the same trafficking that these guys have been arrested for in the past. Okay. No. And they're like, oh, she went down for elective surgery. Yeah, I bet she did. I bet she did. You know what? Cause you got to tell, you got to tell the border patrol something. You say, what are you going to Mexico for today? What are you going in for? Oh, I'm going for this. I'm going in for that. You drove all the way from South Carolina for a tummy tuck. Does that make sense to anybody? No. And these guys are just here to split the, split the ride, the driving. Come on, let's be serious. If you're going to lie to me, come up with something good. Come up with a good lie. Come with a serious lie. Come with a strong lie. I want something to make sense. The thing about the Haitian traffickers and they there was a mistaken identity. Okay, come on. 
just cut the crap. This this is as bad as the pro pro Ukrainian group blows up Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, that's what, what an interesting way to refer to the CIA and MI six, right? Look, we need to do something about the cartels because this violence is going worse. And if you really want something to wake you up at night, go look at a map. And we'll have to get one of these to do a map break, by the way. Go look at a map of cartel safe houses, cartel armament sites, cartel activity in the United States. Go look up the fact that there was a girl in Aberdeen, Maryland, almost all the way up to Pennsylvania, who was raped and murdered by an MS-13 member. These cartels, these transnational gangs, have been infiltrating the entire country. Breaking news, Seattle Supersonics legend Sean Kemp has been booked into jail in Pierce County in connection with a drive-by shooting. Fox 13 obtained this video of Kemp outside the Tacoma Mall. The person who sent it to us says it was taken just before Kemp was arrested. And now new at 10, sources close to Kemp tell me he had property stolen from his car yesterday. He tracked his iPhone to Tacoma, and when he approached the vehicle, a suspect shot at him, so he fired back in self-defense. But there are still a lot of questions about exactly what happened that we're trying to sort out. Well, like we always say, every single day you see a new story about someone who was the victim of a violent crime just like this. Some of you think that you are ready to defend yourself against evil, and the truth is you're probably not. That is only possible if you train often. But with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. Thankfully, there's a better way to train with your firearm in the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and even more, but even better, costs less than a day at the range. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with the promo code POSO when you go to iTargetPro.com. Simply get yours, download the, the iTarget app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and get tra started training. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to CG3, so you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost-effective way to train, and it pays for itself in a single day. So letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, promo code POSO. So when you look at this story, the entire mainstream media is running around out there saying, Sean Kemp committed a drive-by shooting. Sean Kemp committed a drive-by shooting. Sean Kemp committed a drive-by shooting, right? When I first saw the headline, I said, what do you mean Sean Kemp committed a drive-by shooting? That's wild. That's crazy. That's insane. Turns out, guess what? That's not what happened. There's video showing what happened. And guess what? It ain't a drive-by shooting. Now, here's what sources are saying. Here's what early reports are saying, which is the opposite. You go type Sean Kemp said this great example of media misinformation, of the media straight up lying. Now, I get it. He's been charged. He's been charged. But the media is straight up lying that it was a drive-by. Look at this. From ESPN.com. So ESPN.com, here's the headline. Ex-NBA star Sean Kemp booked on felony drive-by shooting charge. So from that headline, you would think that Sean Kemp had committed a drive-by shooting, but let's go look at the article itself. He was in connection with the drive-by shooting, arrested in connection in Tacoma. Okay, but hold on. 
Tacoma police said an altercation between occupants of two vehicles near the Tacoma Mall led to shots being fired early Wednesday afternoon. No injuries were reported, and one of the cars fled the scene, according to a release from the police department on social media. A gun was recovered, and an investigation is ongoing. Here's the problem. In this video, you do not see Sean Kemp in a vehicle shooting at somebody. He's standing in the parking lot. He does have a gun drawn. He does fire the gun. He claims that a gun was pulled on him. He also claims that this was a situation like something out of Charles Bronson and Death Wish, where he had been tracking a thief who had stolen his phone. And apparently he had the, um, you know, he had like the Apple find a friend on this thing. So he tracks the thief down, confronts him again out of the vehicle, has a gun pulled on him, his report. Then he fires. Then the other car speeds away. And he's claiming self-defense. But you see, the mainstream media is exactly what they did with January 6th, with Brian Sicknick and all the rest of it. They just want everybody to think Sean Kemp committed a drive-by shooting. They're going to tie it back into the fact that Sean Kemp made all this money when he was playing, six-time NBA All-Star, 14 seasons, 17th overall draft pick back in the 80s, 89. And they're going to say, you know, he, he blew his money. You know, he was he had substance abuse issues, this and that. And look at him now, reduced to drive-by shootings. When that's simply not the situation, it's not. And this is what the media does. They take somebody and they go and paint a picture. And they assume that you're not going to watch the video. They assume that you're not going to look into it, anything beyond the first headline. And they want to control your mind. Everything is real. Nothing is real. That's what we said the other day here. Everything is real. Nothing is real. Because they know. They know that headline's going to pop. They know they're going to get a lot of clicks on that one. All the traffic in the world. And what's actually happening? What's actually happening is that our country has gotten so out of control in terms of the crime that's going on. That former NBA stars are trying to take the law into their own hands just to recover their own stolen property. Because law enforcement has been so demonized, and this is Tacoma, of course, which is just, you know, just south of Seattle, where, of course, we saw what happened to the Seattle Police Department. They were told to stand down, and a terrorist group was given, domestic terrorist group, was given 12 square blocks of downtown Seattle. That's what's going on in Washington. Now, there are some other parts of western, of western Washington state, the Spokane area, where at least they are not treating officers like that. But this is the issue. The demonization of police, the demonization of law enforcement has given criminals a free hand. That's the reason that auto fatalities are up because reckless driving is up. Uh, people aren't getting pulled over as much anymore. Another thing, I, I've been meaning to say this. Have you noticed how many people are driving around these days with student driver, driver in training stickers on the back? And then you look and someone's driving it who looks like they're in their 30s, their 40s or, or older. Do you understand what's going on? They know that they aren't going to get pulled over. So they throw something on the back so they can drive whoever they want. They know they're, they're breaking the law. They know they're committing reckless driving. You know, meanwhile, you get a speeding ticket for going, uh, for going five miles over from a traffic cam, completely unconstitutional, by the way. That's the situation we're in in this country. And guess what? 
It's only going to get worse because we've decided that we are going to stop prosecuting crimes and we're certainly going to not prosecute crimes against people of certain ethnic groups that for whatever reason the regime has decided are allowed to commit crimes. It's ridiculous and it's leading to insane situations like this where someone's got to take the law into their own hands to go and recover their own stolen property. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.